Welcome to Laugh It Up Fuzzball. I am Joe the Wookie Riot. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about life, the universe, and everything, but mostly geek stuff. A place where we get to let our geek flag fly and talk about all things geek. As I've said before, this isn't an amalgamation of geek news or a comprehensive guide to all genres or the world of geekdom. Hopefully it's just a fun place to cover some geek news, comics, The Simpsons, Star Wars, and whatever randomness finds its way on the recording. But let us get started. Just hear that podcast casting, cast, cast, casting along. Let's sing a non-denominational geeky holiday song. Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up. There's a, it's laughing up fuzzballs, cause I got blue on the air. That's me. Giddy up, giddy up. I'm running out of words extemporaneously. Hey, it's the Laugh It Up Fuzzball Show for you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> was that good? Yes, that was great. That was like right off the cuff. <laughs> I'm like, what's a good holiday song? Oh, I'll just make something up. <laughs> Silver balls. <laughs> oh, gosh. Better than blue balls. <laughs> it's holiday time for the fuzzballs. Goodness yeah. gracious. Well, for all of you friends, Hippo Holidays here from the Fuzzball crew, uh, of course, this is going up uh, the weekend before uh, the traditional Christmas weekend that some people are going to enjoy. But, you know, not just Christmas. We wish you all, like, seriously, a happy holidays. Like, if uh, you just celebrated Hanukkah, mazel tov. If you are going to celebrate Kwanzaa after the Kismas, hey, enjoy it. Dr. Rod Karenga who was a professor at the school I graduated from, created that. And it's great because it's a pan-African celebration that's not really grounded in any sort of religiosity, but has to do with like communities coming together. And we celebrate that sort of thing here at Laugh It Up Fuzzballs because yeah. we celebrate our geeky community coming together. Uh, if it's Life Day, you're still celebrated from November 17th. <laughs> yes, all the, all the, all the Wookiee greetings to you. Uh, what else? If you celebrate Yule, that's a real pagan holiday. It's very uh, solstice of you. But hey, uh, my dad, you know, rest in peace, rest his soul. He uh, celebrated his Norwegian heritage and he always said happy Yule to people because that's a very Norwegian thing. Uh, what else? What are we missing, Blue? What are, what do are the people celebrate? Oh, a Festivus. You know, that's what, the 23rd? So yeah. air, air your grievances or have feats of strength. Happy Festivus. I hope uh, it's Festivus for the rest of us. If you're if you're Muslim and you celebrate, of course Ramadan is a high holy holiday that I understand, and that's I don't think that's uh, going on. I could have looked it up, but I didn't. I apologize. I didn't mean that to be uh, insensitive. But whatever whatever your faith, creed, custom, color, celebratory status, we just hope uh, you know the holiday season at least you get some sort of holiday pay because of a an overt right wing Christian agenda. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so yeah, we just wanted to come on and uh. And talk some holidays. And in the spirit of that, um, I, I do celebrate the Christmas with my family. Blue uh, does not. He celebrates, uh, you know, life in his own way. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's not he's not oblivious to the customs of of holidays and, and celebrations by people because he's a smart cookie. Yeah, We're like, exactly. hey, we'll just come on and like talk some geeky holiday stuff. And more so, maybe just some like geeky holiday movies or shows or whatever that have like intersected with our life. Uh, I do feel I'll probably be leading the discussion more because Blue, like I said, isn't a big Christmas person, hasn't been since he was little. So, but uh, like, how do you like how do you feel this time of year, Blue? It's like 
the holiday season like the the lights are going up and there's trees and wreaths and and all the stuff like how do, how does that hit you in your geekiness uh the music is probably the worst i can't with the music all uh, at this time <laughs> of year but um i do the lights are pretty like some people go really all out and i'm like golly it must be really nice to have expendable money like that. I get a little jelly because I, I like decorating and stuff like that. You know, making something cool so that people can not so that people like look at me in particular. You know what I mean? But like to give somebody something nice. I mean, that's why I do art, right? It's like to give somebody right. something to like give them a feel. Well, and I like that. I, like, I appreciate I'm, it. I'm literally looking out the window of my podcast studio right now at some beautiful Christmas lights and they're not expensive. Uh, but we've got like three strands of lights. I put them up sometime after Thanksgiving. I think it was a little late this year. I tried to get them up the day after because that makes my, my father-in-law happy. But uh, it was it was a few days. <laughs> but uh, got them up and they're lit up. There's one little section that's that's out and it sort of drives me crazy. But I, I can't figure out what bulb it is. Like it went out the first time and I reached up and hit a bulb and they went back on. And I was like, thank you. Thank you. Sweet, you know, festivist spirit. But uh, I've pushed that same light again, and it didn't have the same results. <laughs> so definitely my own Chevy Chase moment with the Christmas lights, but it's fine. Yeah. yeah, they're up and they're mostly beautiful. I even like double backed with some strands that had some out portions just to make it nice. But uh, you know, I did my best. But I'm looking. Yeah. There's there's colorful lights. They're uh, the icicle colored icicle lights outside the house. And uh, there's uh, the white Christmas tree in the podcast studio has been up all year. My father-in-law decided that was going to be up all year. So we said, yes, sir. It's in your room. So (laughs) my podcast studio doubles as an office for my father-in-law, a.k.a. it's like the kitchen. (laughs) It's a table. It's a table in the traditional dining room of a kitchen, which is why sometimes you hear my beautiful mother-in-law like get a cup of water because it's her house and she gives me roof and board. And if she wants to make noise, by golly, she makes noise. Exactly. <laughs> this podcast certainly sponsored by my wonderful in-laws. <laughs> they do. It's really funny. Whenever I'm recording, I'll tell, I'll tell my mother-in-law, if you hear me talking to myself, I haven't gone crazy. I'm just recording. <laughs> and she always laughs to me. It's like he says it every time. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, you know, the, I think the Christmas, Christmas lights or holiday lights or whatever you want to call them they're they're nice it is nice to like drive around like up in Fullerton up by where you live blue there's some really there's a bomb street with like globes and it's rad oh, really like the last time we went there was like a horse-drawn like cattle car with like carolers we we're like what in the world Jeez. yeah man it's it's right up by your place I'll, I'll get the street for you it's definitely we're driving down with the lady it's it's colorful and gorgeous yeah. like if you live there you got to do it and they do it upright it's uh it's righteous yeah. But uh, we're just like, you know, like we could talk about like some of the, the geeky stuff. So I, I started off like talking about like life day. Like so if we're really like on brand for a podcast called Laugh It Up Fuzzballs. It's all about the Star Wars holiday special, right? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, my God. The worst. <laughs> it really but, is. <laughs> it is not a good movie. Uh, and it's much more available now than it was when we were younger. It used to be this mythic thing. Like you had to find somebody that had a bootleg VHS that they found at, you know, some back alley place right next to a crack den. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, and there were like clips and it's it's interesting. Like it makes me wonder, like when James Gunn does this uh, Guardians of the Galaxy like holiday special, if it doesn't start with like just 10 minutes of like a Groot family saying I am Groot, I'm going to be a little disappointed. 
Because <laughs> that'd be so on brand, you know. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you mentioned the. Uh, you had to like go to back alleys and stuff to find that movie because, um, in the spirit of that, if you if you watch the music video for um, White and Nerdy from Weird Al, he uh, actually does go to a back alley and gets the Star Wars Christmas special from a guy after paying him off making it look like he's making a drug deal. But yeah. it's for that movie, and then he, like, walks away all, like, yes! <laughs> yeah, that's that's a, that's a fun song, Why Didn't Nerdy. Not a holiday song, but... No, yeah, but, just, like, yeah, that's yeah. what he was getting, so... <laughs> and, like, the Star Wars holiday special just last year, they had uh, Lego did a, uh, you know, a, a movie of a new holiday special. And uh, it was good. It was enjoyable. Oh, really? <clears throat> it's all, like, centered, like... Ray is trying to figure out how to like train Finn like for the first time and anything sequelized. Uh, you get mention of Finn's force powers, so points mm-hmm. to it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Very clearly nice. from our Build a Better Star Wars episode, we're all on board with that. And then she ends up finding this like Jedi artifact that lets her go like back in time. And then of oh. course, time shenanigans are afoot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it, it's goofy and like those Lego, they don't they don't take themselves too seriously. Like they're all oh, about yeah. like. But it, within like the silliness and the and the time travel shenanigans, there's actually a lot of heart, like in a little show for kids. That's and, good. Uh, yeah, it's I, I definitely I uh, think it'll it'll get another watch come this holiday season. But uh, I think I think that's solid. And I mean, uh, if we're talking, if you want to like right now, like geeky things going on besides you know the upcoming like James Gunn uh, holiday special, which should be next year, you've got Hawkeye, which has quickly become like a badass geek holiday show. <laughs> that's funny have you, have you watched any of the hawkeye no as a matter of fact they were watching it in the living room behind me while i was talking to a friend uh earlier today and uh, oh, wow. i did not get to catch it because my they brother were... my brother ditched her and i was like oh because <laughs> jason said that he was gonna like hang out and like play a game with her and uh uh-huh. he left so i i stayed on to like play the game with her because i was like what a douche he like freaking, he freaking ditched her to go hang out with one of our other friends. Oh, uh, like uh, they've aired five out of six episodes, and bro, like I've enjoyed it so much, but they've built up so beautifully. It has like elevated itself with each and every episode, and like with this penultimate episode, I just hope they stick the hero landing, like because it's 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 so good. And don't don't want to say much more other than you should watch it, Blue. Like if you have time. Like oh it's, really? It's so freaking good, and it's all set in the holidays in New York. Man, it's it's just uh, it's beautiful. It really is. Like it's nothing short of beautiful. Yeah, <clears throat> well, I'll check it out. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's really cool. Like I don't want to spoil anymore, and we'll have the obligatory like you know spoiler episode when it's all wrapped up, probably sometime in January. At least me and Danny, but hopefully Blue will have caught up and be able to talk about it. Mm-hmm. It uh, like honestly. If it, if they stick the landing on the sixth episode, it will be my favorite of the MCU shows so far. Nice. And it's not just because it's Christmas, but just man, like it it is a grounded story on the street level. Uh, but there's there's greater ties to the MCU continuity. Uh, it has that Matt Fraction flavor. Uh, it's just great. And and Jeremy Renner finally getting to like you know do a bit more because he is an Academy Award winning actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hilly Steinfeld, great as Kate Bishop, uh, and and I I don't want to say like that the new actress playing Echo, hell to the yeah, uh, 
and there are other actors that I don't want to name drop because I don't want this isn't a spoiler podcast. And speaking uh, of, you know, we're not a spoiler podcast. I put it up on Lapid of Fuzzballs, the Facebook group, plug, plug, plug. But uh, Spidey comes out tomorrow mm-hmm. or in two days. I think Danny's seen it tomorrow. So it really comes out Friday. But yeah, <laughs> please don't spoil that if you're listening this weekend and you've enjoyed it. I hope I hope I haven't had to. I will kick people off the group. I will. Yeah. I certainly will. Uh, but yeah, like uh, if we're talking like, you know, Christmas in New York, we could talk Home Alone and Home Alone 2. Oh, that's true. Yeah, now definitely. Those movies, I know. Is that really yeah. considered a holiday movie? Well, yeah, the entire it's like the family's going on vacation for the holidays. Like the, the Christmas tree ornaments oh. are one of the weapons he uses against the wet bandits. Oh, that's right. I d- I never, you know, as a kid watching that movie, I never really thought of the angle that it was during the holiday. I was like, gosh, this kid is like freaking Batman. He's resourceful as hell. Right. Like, I want to be like that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like Home Alone is a great movie, and Home Alone Two is actually a really good sequel. Yeah. Uh, what, like, yeah, it's definitely, it's totally a Christmas movie. I mean, there are some questions, like, what kind of family just goes on a big, like, the whole family vacation for Christmas instead of like staying home? Like, they obviously yeah. celebrated. They got all the shit up with the tree and everything, and lights, and <laughs> it's gonna like go to Florida or Paris. Like, okay, privileged people. No wonder that kid has so much shit to like mess with them bandits. Yeah. Like, really, like, them bandits, like, the true problem is they didn't realize their true socioeconomic status, and they were robbing the wrong people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, do you All have the... any idea how much expendable income this kid's got? <laughs> I, I saw a really funny thing that was, like, the real question that showed the house, and it was like, what the hell did Kevin's dad do for a living? <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, the real truth is he was financing the wet bandits that whole time. That's how he made his fortune. <laughs> and his his entire plan to like collect that insurance money was foiled by his shit kid. Yep. Yeah, that's the real T friends. That's <laughs> you heard it here first. Real one right there. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. But Home Alone Two is all set in Christmas, like and like it, it meant something to me. So New York and Christmas, I have a lot of nostalgia for. I'm sure you in a way do too, being young and growing up down there. Um, oh yeah. But, like, my dad lived in Long Island, and my parents split when I was little. So, like, the first time I went to go visit my dad, I was, like, six. And he took me into New York City, and we saw Rockefeller, and we went to go see a musical. We saw Cats. It was amazing. It was magical that time. (laughs) Uh, And uh, we ate at a Chinese food restaurant, and, like, he got me a brown bear that I dubbed the brown bear of happiness. Because I was a clever kid. I was real original. Still am. Uh, and we took a picture, like a black and white picture that I still have somewhere. And yeah, was, and then like, you know, I always, I went for Christmas like three or four times, you know, usually to go see my grandparents because they would foot the bill to like get me down. No, there's more to it. I found out my dad actually spent a lot of money on those trips and never got any credit and blah, 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 blah. It is what it is. We came to yeah. terms. We had a great relationship up till he passed. Uh, but yeah, like Christmas in New York, like, yeah, that's like, that's. Christmas was coming. There was a chance I was going to get to see my family that lived on that side of the side of the world. So mm-hmm. seeing Home Alone 2, I'm like, yeah, like that'd be the dream, like living there. Like, and when he sees Trump in that movie, that was before we hated that fuck, you know? Yep. <laughs> like, you're like, that's the rich guy that lives in New York. <laughs> so uh, now he lives in Florida. Fuck that guy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like Home Alone and Home Alone 2. And, and, you know, that's that's every kid's fantasy to prove that they're, you know, better than the adults. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we all had suspicions, but Kevin proved to us that you know you can't be better than some adults. Exactly. 
I saw I was watching Home Alone last holiday season on I think it was TBS, but there was like you remember pop up video when like they yeah. show a music video, so it was sort of like pop up video, which was lovely. It made me a little nostalgic, but they were showing like what the true medical uh, problems would be from all the stuff he did to the wet bandits. Oh yeah, so like, it's like third degree, degree burns, burns concussion, that. death, and it was like every time you're like, oh my god, <laughs> it was so good. It was done very clever. Yeah. I enjoyed it very much. But, uh, you know, the holidays are coming around. And I guess for you, even you don't celebrate it, but like Home Alone would be a good thing to pop on, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Home Alone 2, it is a worthy sequel. Uh, if you really like, if you're one of those people like, Halloween never ends, Nightmare Before Christmas, it, it crosses crosses dreams, right? Yeah, there you go. You know, when you're, face, when you're facing the, the Zool, uh, you know, State Puff Marshmallow Man monster of the holidays and Mariah Carey songs. You can um, stay spoopy and, and watch you some Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh. You know, and then the whole whole time root for Jack to win. But it's not going to happen. Sorry. Spoilers. <laughs> I got to I gotta ask you, have you heard of that really cool? I, I really like the little, you know, fan conspiracy theory about the Nightmare Before Christmas. Which is? It's a good segue into the next movie you should mention, which is The Grinch and how The Grinch stole Christmas. Okay. So you know how like okay. how the Grinch like uh, came into Christmas and really liked it. Well, yeah. the the fan theory is is that that happened, you know, midlife for the Grinch, and then eventually, as people like got really used to him being in town and stuff like that, um, people being how they are, just kind of like, oh, whatever, that's the Grinch, and just kind of like started ignoring him again. The only reason why he really like. Yeah like was there was because he he had done something and as he kind of faded away into mediocrity again he starts getting really bitter about christmas again and then he dies and as he dies like you know you lose your memory you lose everything and when he wakes up he's undead and he is jack skellington and him finding christmas town is reigniting that love he had in life that he had found during Christmas, and he tries to steal it again. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, that's a lot. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's deep and yeah. and painful. I like that. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I had not heard of that, but I don't I don't hate it. Like, why not? Yeah, it, it was really interesting. Like, some dude did, like, a, a small comic on it and, like, showed the transition of Grinch's body, like, decaying and then turning to Jack. And oh. I was like, oh, that actually fits. That's crazy. Oh, wow. Like, uh, I, yeah, that's 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 interesting. The Nightmare Before Christmas, that's just a, that's a perennial classic. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. It, uh, yeah, it's 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 freaking good. Um, I, I enjoy it very much. It's it's imminently rewatchable. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I like had that. a dog. <laughs> they did. They yeah. did. So so when Max passes, it becomes zero max to zero because he's dead gotcha yeah yeah and they wow they they both fit together Ooh. yeah (laughs) that's 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 spooky in and of itself yeah exactly i mean you mentioned how the grinch stole christmas like that that one is like a classic especially if you like hate christmas once again you're rooting for the grinch to like succeed yeah (laughs) cindy lou who spoils all your plans uh once again black children how do you feel like classic animated versus ron howard's movie Oh, uh, I thought both were equally amazing. So um, I really liked Ron Howard's movie, Bringing It to Life. 
that that is the one. Uh, Jim Carrey is just. I think because he used a living cartoon like yeah. Jim Carrey, that if he had used, I, I I feel like if he had used literally anybody else as the actor, it it never would have gone as well. Like Jim Carrey just has such a presence when he is he's just able to emote so much better than a lot of actors that I feel like um yes he is funny but I I also felt like in his more serious roles like 23 and stuff like that that he actually emotes better than most people like it's easier to like feel him does that make sense yeah yeah no that totally makes sense yeah and I don't think anybody else like when they had like Mike Myers, for instance, right? As Cat in the Hat. Right. Um, that movie did not do as well. And I feel like that's the reason why. Because Mike Myers is funny, very funny. I am a a big fan of Mike Myers, but um in the zaniness that is the Dr. Seuss world, it didn't fit as well because he's not able to emote as much as um Jim Carrey is. Yeah, especially with the constraints of that makeup. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, yeah. I think I thought both were equally great. I actually really liked the uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, not because of the, the holiday themes, but because of the mm, the actual personable story. The Grinch didn't technically hate Christmas. He hated freaking people. Like, <laughs> the people suck. And I get that on a deep personal level. I hate people, too, for the most part. But, like, you know, you find the ones that you like, and they make things nice. Yeah, I feel that. And, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're feeling grinchy, like, the classic animated is great. It's shorter, so you have that. I think the Ron Howard movie is lovely. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm looking forward to catching it on television now that everything's complained. Like, honestly, uh, tonight, like, while I was laying down Shawnee before we recorded, uh, It's a Wonderful Life was on on television. And, and I must admit, I have never watched that movie from beginning to end. It's three hours long, first and foremost. And as as lovely as I think Jimmy Stewart is, it was just a movie that wasn't like in the. I mean, my grandfather and my grandmother probably loved it. I just never watched it. I don't. I don't know why. Uh, uh, what I've seen of it, I've enjoyed. I've, I've seen several scenes many, many times. Uh, but I was like, eh, it'll be on. That should put the boy to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he was he was all sorts of. He's funny. He goes hard in the paint, and then he just passes out because he's a boy. He's a kid. Yeah. Of course. Uh, but yeah, and I got I got to a point that I've already seen, so there's plenty I haven't seen. Uh, so someday maybe I'll finish that. My my friend Alyssa that I pot, or uh, blogged with forever, like still aghast to this day that I've never seen the entire thing. And I tried <laughs> last year, but uh, I don't know what came up. I watched like about the same amount of time that I watched with Shawnee, and then something else popped up, and I was a squirrel, and I moved on. <laughs> <laughs> so someday, someday before I die, I'll, I'll finish that movie. But Jimmy Stewart's lovely. And, uh, I also have never finished that movie. Yeah, but if you, if we're talking about if you want to be real grinchy uh, and be like, bah, holidays, and like you're not afraid of like dealing with like some pagan traditions, you could watch the Krampus movie. Uh, oh, came out. Krampus is such a cool story. You have, I know you haven't seen the movie, but the movie came out December of 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have watched it. I mean, it doesn't have great like Rotten Tomatoes or IDMB or Metacritic, but f that. I, I watched it. I enjoyed it. It's a horror movie. It's just you know basically. Uh, you know, it's a, <laughs> a dysfunctional family, like, squabbling, uh, and they lose their festive spirit, and uh, that unleashes the wrath of the demon upon them. And and uh, there's crazy toys and elves and creepy-ass shit, and it's lovely. 
<laughs> yeah. I like the, uh, you know, my friend uh, Rosemary, Rose, she, uh, oh gosh, you haven't met her yet, but she's incredible. Um, she was the one who introduced me to the lore of what the Krampus is. Okay. And good golly, I have been all about it ever since. I'm like, see, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Like, when you have you have all this stuff with, like, the Christmas and the blah, 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 and, um, you know, like, what's going on with Kris Kringle and, and good old St. Nick, and then you've got Krampus on the other side. Right. And it's so <clears throat> creepy and, like... You stuff a kid in a bag. <laughs> it was like, what? This is, this is crazy. And he's yeah. got the horns and the, yeah, I like it. I really yeah. wanted to watch that movie because of the character design. Like, I well, thought uh, that it great. For anybody that hasn't seen it and wants to watch it, like, when I looked up Krampus movie stuff, it actually has, like, on TV soon. So FX and FXX are going to be playing it. So um, it looks like it's on FX a couple times and FXX. So if you have cable and that's a channel you have, then, then just look it up and see when the next one is and, like, throw it in your DVR or something. Uh, it's a lot of, like, 1 a.m.s and 12 a.m.s. Well, there's a couple of 9 a.m.s because nothing says waking up with your children and, like, watching the Krampus. Yeah. But Adam Scott is in the movie, uh, which is pretty good. Uh, David Ketchner. Like, it's 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 got a decent cast. And uh, it's, it's a silly B-horror movie, but, hey, why not? Like, you know what I mean? Like, being a geek is all about different stuff, and, and horror is right on brand. So... And I mean, if you want to if you want to talk about the horror of the holidays, it really is like the commercialism of it all mm -hmm. uh, and the sheer like greed and capitalism of it. Uh, so you could watch Jingle all the way to remind you about our, our better angels. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to see uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad fight over over getting a toy for their kids. And it's so <laughs> Sinbad's a postal worker. Like, oh, man. Like, back in the day, once upon a time when I was in high school, uh, when I was dating, actually, the mother of uh, of my middle children, Trin and Ben, uh, we dated, then we broke up, long, whatever, it didn't work out, and then 10 years later, we got married. I probably should have remembered it didn't work out uh, when we were married, <laughs> but it's fine. You know, we get along great. We're we're much better as, as human beings that, like, have the best interests of our children at heart. Um, but yeah, like, <clears throat> sorry, it, uh... It, we saw Jingle all the way at her church. <laughs> we oh, went, well, not at the church. We like went, we got on the bus, and the church took us to see Jingle all the way. Uh, and I, I did watch the movie, although like I was more interested in the girl I was dating at the time. You know what I mean? Okay. But uh, it's uh, it's all, and like Turbo Man, so it's like a superhero toy. You know what I mean? Which is on brand with the podcast too. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's 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 a and Arnold Schwarzenegger like. You know, at his full Arnold Schwarzeneggerness. Phil Hartman is in the movie, so if anything, like if you're a big Simpsons fan, like Phil Hartman Aww, plays a Phil great Hartman. role in the movie. Uh, so it's it's worth that. Like Rita Wilson, and then like Jake Lloyd, Anakin Skywalker himself is Arnie's son. So and he's super cute. So if you wanna if you wanna give some justice to Jake Lloyd as well, poor guy. Jim Belushi's yeah. in the movie as well at one point, and there's like an entire Arnold versus like Santa fight. It's was worth. Jim Belushi still? Oh no, it was uh, John Belushi died. That's right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it came out in '96, and it you know it's you could do worse for watching a movie, and like with the Ultraman of it all, uh, mm -hmm. or not Ultraman, but you know uh, with the Turbo Man of it all, it, it fits right in with like the geeky stuff. Uh, it is silly and it's over the top, but once again, Phil Hartman and Arnold Schwarzenegger versus Sinbad, Jim Belushi at one point, Jake Lloyd, like yeah, 
<laughs> it's fine. It, it fits all the ducats like to talk <laughs> about on the Geek Podcast, really. Uh, and, and it should show you in a small, silly movie uh, why uh, greed and, and gift buying is not the spirit of the season. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to like non-traditional uh, holiday movies, both me and Blue discovered tonight uh, that people consider Lethal Weapon uh, a Christmas movie. I don't. I so we'll, yeah. We'll get to Die Hard. I guess because Lethal Weapon doesn't take place like on like Christmas Eve, like Die Hard. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, apparently the entire movie is like set in December, and there's all sorts of, like Christmas stuff all around. And I'm sure it's the people that like want to hate on Die Hard, so they're like, I'm getting too old for this shit. It's Lethal Weapon. <laughs> <laughs> so I I haven't seen Lethal Weapon in a dog's age, uh, which actually longer than that because uh, sadly dogs don't live as long as I'd like them to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, this is holiday. Like, reminding you the dogs die. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but all dogs go to heaven, and that's not a movie we're going to talk about. But uh, oh. Although yeah. it does have a Christmas scene. Does it? Yeah, because they, uh, they go through the whole um, snow area, and then they talk about the Christmas stuff, and then um, it's uh, sometime after the Grand Chahi's birthday. <laughs> oh, wow. You know much more about this movie or remember much more than I do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Old Dogs Go to Heaven was a was a animated classic in the household for us. Um, and then we found out, you know, later on, like, oh, no, that dog is dead. That, yeah, he's dead. He probably should have gone to hell. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a cat involved that was the devil, right? Yeah. 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 That's why all dogs go to heaven, because they can't, like, Mr. Mustafeles. The, the cat from Cats can't be in charge of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although that's my favorite cat from Cats. I actually named a cat Mistopheles. He was a good cat, too. <laughs> that was uh, before I realized how allergic I am to him. I probably was allergic oh. the whole time. But, uh, man, I liked him more than breathing, apparently. He was a good <laughs> cat. He used to sleep on my chest, all like 30 pounds of him. Oh, wow. And that's when I was a small stick. Like, he was trying to kill me, I think. But he was a good cat. <laughs> he could jump from the ground up to a windowsill that was like five feet up. Oh, yeah, Caitlin's cat can do that. And he's, yeah. like, like, 35, 35 pounds, I think. He's a Maine Coon. He, he was all, all black. Uh, he was like a panther. And, like, people were like, oh, look at that fat cat. And I was like, you better try to grab that cat and don't let him bite you. And, like, if you could get your <laughs> hands on him to feel him, you would feel that he was just, like, solid muscle. Yeah. Like, he's the original black panther. <laughs> like, on it forever with that cat, man. He was a good cat. But like when he passed, I was like, man. And really, he was such a great cat. Like I'm good. Like ending my cat reign with that cat because he was he was good. Well, there you go. He was a good noodle. He was a good noodle. But uh, I was not expecting to talk about all dogs go to heaven tonight. So thank you, Blue. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you went you went deep with all dogs go to heaven. Uh, I mean, I don't want to like we're trying not to just be like focusing on Christmas, but unfortunately, you know, it's it's omnipresent. So most of the movies like fall that way. But if we just want to give a little shout out, like I was trying to think of like Hanukkah and there, there's not a lot. I mean, there's like Adam Sandler had eight crazy nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember enough about that movie to talk about it, but it's animated and I watched it. And I enjoyed it. Um, I think there's uh, somebody put the Hebrew hammer as a Hanukkah movie. That's a comedy about about Jews. Um, so it uh, that's like saying Schindler's List is a Christmas movie. It's not. That's a sad yeah, movie. Um, exactly. And Hebrew hammer is not a sad movie. It's supposed to be a funny movie. Uh, by every person I know that is Jewish, you ask them about Hebrew Hammer, and they just get that look on their face like, motherfucker brought up the Hebrew Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's just like uh, when you try to bring up Pootie Tang, it's just, oh, gosh. Yeah, just don't. yeah it's, it's in that in that same vein. Yeah. yeah so, inadvisable. 
But um, if we want to say a good uh, a show that taught <laughs> so many kids about Hanukkah, uh, season four, episode one of the Rugrats, a Rugrats Chanukah. Oh yeah, Chuck and, you and know, his family. Yeah, and it it was lovely. Like it, it like really a really good example of uh, some representation and taught a lot of kids stuff about Chanukah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like is that you can't go wrong. I don't know where you would watch the Rugrats right now. Probably presumably Nick, uh, who's probably I think like all that SpongeBob shits on uh not shit. I enjoy some SpongeBob, but you know what I mean. That SpongeBob yeah. stuff on the Paramount Plus. So maybe Rugrats on Paramount Plus. I can neither confirm nor deny, but that sounds like a a reasonable. And they just brought it back. There's something going on. There was even yeah. like a high school Rugrats show, which I didn't watch, but seems awkward. Hmm. Um, I did like Reptar, so you know what I mean. Yeah, the Rugrats all grown up. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't watch it, but the Rugrats, man, if you um, you're into that thing and you can find it, like season four, episode one, the Rugrats Chanaka. That's some solid holiday geeky stuff, or at least nostalgic stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. The Rugrats all grown up also had a lot of um, because you know those how those cartoons have more uh, you know they have to have their uh, holiday episodes and stuff like that. Uh, it dived into the Hanukkah thing again and how Chucky was dealing with it, like as a teenager rather okay. than when he was like a a, a baby, huh. you know, because they were they were babies in right. Rugrats, right? So one of the big things about the show is that they don't remember anything that happened when they were babies, like at all. So all of yeah, all of that memory is gone from their mind, and the only way that you get any kind of like callbacks to it is actually Angelica like mentioning shit here and there, like oh I remember something like this happening when I was real little and blah 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 because she was like three and four, so those her earliest memories are like stuff like that, and then I if I remember correctly. Uh, uh, please, if anybody knows more about the uh, the Rugrats um, all grown up, if, if you actually watched it, don't be afraid. I know you're out there. Somebody's out there. Uh, <laughs> if I remember correctly, because I'm, I'm not actively looking it up, but she had, um, I want to say it was the like one of the holiday specials, but she like cried over something because she remembered something about Chucky and his mom, like his biological mom. And then she cried a bit and she remembered something from the first special and then like it just moved on. But it was huh. like a, a nice little callback. Um, well, what, once again, I think Danny is so happy listening to this episode, Blue, because you went deep cuts on All Dogs Go to Heaven, pointing out that there was Christmas in it. And then you went deep cuts on Rugrats All Grown Up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Always count on you, Blue. I mean, I guess, uh, I mean, we're talking geeky stuff, but we sort of like gotten into some nostalgia with like the Rugrats Christmas. Although like I was, I mean, that's the 90s, so I wasn't young yeah but like in the holiday time is there anything like you look forward to seeing like movie wise movie wise that makes you think of like the holiday i mean i know that's a hard thing because you don't really celebrate and you you didn't like it when you were a kid but did we already talk about them uh movie wise during the holiday time it sounds like a no uh (laughs) you know what uh, I will say this, during around this time, uh, back in the day, 
uh, we used to watch, I used to, well, I used to watch, um, like the sci-fi, uh, not sci-fi channel. Was it sci-fi channel? Yeah, it was sci-fi channel. Sci-fi okay. channel at night would have like, because it was a weird, like weird thing, right? So what they would do, you, you know, everybody knows I'm in the kaiju and stuff like that, right? Uh, and sci-fi channel at night during this time would play, um, mystery science theater 3000. And I nice. would get my kaiju fix during this time of year because they would play almost exclusively Gamera movies on Mystery Science Theater 3000. And I freaking loved it because, one, <laughs> I loved Gamera movies. And two, when they were riffing on the Gamera movies, it was freaking hilarious. So I would have something to watch at night. Oh, also, <laughs> okay. I will say this. When I was with... I was with this girl and I was sleeping over during the holidays at her parents' house um, because we were going to go out on a trip during the holiday season. I was up with her brother. Um, obviously, we slept in different rooms and stuff. But um, I was up with her brother and it was like 2 o'clock in the morning during the holiday night. And they were did a whole bunch of holiday um, like commercials. And then on TBS, when we were watching some show... It came out with like these in case you missed these commercials during Halloween, here are the Halloween ones. So they did a bunch of Halloween ones, and one of those commercials were like monkeys, but the monkeys were like playing actual like roles in movies. And the the roles that they did was interview with a vampire, and it was Tom Cruise monkey arguing with Brad Pitt monkey. And Brad Pitt monkey goes, like, after they're arguing, he goes, whatever, everybody knows I'm prettier, I'm, I'm the prettiest one on stage anyway. And then the Tom Cruise monkey goes ape shit <laughs> and, like, starts leaping up and down on, on the chair uh, going just bananas. And, and he goes, bull dinky, I'm prettier than you'll ever be. And they just start, like, jumping up and down and screaming at each other. And I <laughs> will always remember that because... we. That kid and I used bull dinky as our, like, instead of, like, saying bullshit, we, we'd always say bull dinky, and it was great. And that was during the holidays. Does that count? Yes, Blue. Okay. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> yeah. That's a commercial yeah. you can still catch if you look real hard on YouTube for PBS <laughs> monkey commercials. If you find... Interview with... A va uh, interview with a vampire. Find find the videos and post them up on 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 Fuzzballs, man. You've okay. you've carte blanche. You have my complete like. You can literally be like, we talked about this on the podcast. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> so feel free. I mean, for me, if I'm like going like nostalgic, so like nostalgic. Oh, I found it. Okay, so nostalgia, nostalgia, a Christmas story. Like such a such a iconic movie. Like Ralphie shooting his eye out. Freaking uh, kid getting his tongue stuck to the pole. Uh, like literally last night, my my beloved wife was going to work, but apparently her work is real cold, so she was like six layered up. So she, and she told me she was six layered up, but she didn't look like the kid from a Christmas story. But I was like, Ralphie, I can't move my arms. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, Exactly. Uh, so like yeah, like the you shoot your eye out, kid. Uh, the old man, the freaking leg lamp, like it's just lovely. It's it's a really fun great christmas movie and it's it's not so much about christmas as it is about just like an american family you know 
and uh, and there's bullies and and being a kid and and that time of year and you know he's he's he's, he's old man like you know he's not he's not rich you know there he's he's shaking he's doing the best his mom's just hanging on by a thread they're yeah. just figuring it out and it's and it's got the great voiceover uh and it's it's lovely because you get uh the kid that plays ralphie later actually plays an elf and elf <laughs> so oh, a lot of really? people don't know that yeah he's definitely one of the elves <laughs> so uh if you didn't know that you're welcome <laughs> Uh, that's to say, I know. I mean, I guess we can we can just get it off the floor. But I enjoy the Elf movie, but apparently you don't. No, I do not. <laughs> I cannot stand that movie. But you don't hate Will Ferrell. No, I don't. I just there are things that I like with Will Ferrell in it, and that is not one of those things. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people make the argument that like <clears throat> John Favreau. Uh, like is the guy that when he does a movie or a show, he makes the perfect version because Elf is a, a Johnny Fabs movie. Yeah. Uh, Mando and, and other th- swingers and, and whatnot, you know, freaking Jungle Book. Uh, so I, I really enjoy that Elf movie. I don't hate when it's on uh, the Zoe Deschanel of it all. Like, baby, it's cold outside. Like, I, I like that song. Yeah. Although that song has been canceled, apparently, but I still think that song's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, so I, I enjoy the Elf movie and like Johnny Favs on brand with like Mando and all the geek stuff. So I'm sorry you don't like it, Blue. I'm sure a lot of people are canceling you now. Well, that's <laughs> fine. Like, I don't mind. It's just, yeah, I just can't, I can't get behind that one. I don't know why. I mean, I think. Uh, like, actually, I know exactly why. It, well, it annoys why? the hell out of me. But like, yeah, it's just, it's just one of those weird things, man. Everybody's got their one little tick. My favorite thing from that movie is like how there's the deli and it says world's best coffee. Yeah. And like jumps in. He's like, congratulations, you did it. And I've I've definitely done that at Disneyland with like somebody wearing like world's best dad or world's best grandpa. What the heck? (laughs) Like whenever somebody has world's best something, I'm like, congratulations, you did it. (laughs) It's so dumb, but. Or you, you you sit on a, a throne of lies. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like even if you hate the movie, there's some really really great like one-liners. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Like I've I've definitely turned to somebody and said you sit on a throne of lies. Like and they had no idea I was referencing Elf. <laughs> Uh, obviously, I'm, I'm giggling and my cheeks are probably all red. Thank God there's no video for this, but uh, I enjoy that very much. I do. Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, which you like didn't really have too much memory of, but that that's like a staple, you know? Yeah. It's it's Chevy Chase at his height. Uh, I it's my favorite of the National Lampoon movies, although I enjoy you know Regular Vacation as well. I was just listening to a podcast with Kevin Smith and Anthony Michael Hall. Uh, so like the John Hughes of it all and like Home Alone is John Hughes uh, and National Lampoon's not but that's like where Anthony Michael Hall gets to start on uh, that first vacation movie but the Christmas one just ah, it's just it hits because that movie is the man that's a dysfunctional family and that's a man on the edge and there's like the Christmas lights you know I said the whole like Chevy Chase of it all with like my lights being out um shitters busted <laughs> I mean shitters full like Cousin Eddie uh, shout out to Eddie Agin, but every time I hear the name <laughs> Eddie, I think of Cousin Eddie. Uh, the the freaking raccoon or whatever was in the tree, uh, sap from the tree. Like, the, the grandma, like, reciting the Pledge of Allegiance for Grace. 
Like, <laughs> uh, it's, it's just, it, it hits me every time. It's, it's lovely. I think uh, it's so dysfunctional. Like to me, it just fits like the holiday season, like perfectly, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I don't need that that perfect movie and i guess uh you know from what i've seen of it's a wonderful life that movie actually isn't it's not about a wonderful life well i guess it is in the long run but uh yeah george bailey's not exactly happy through that entirety of that movie that i've seen uh yeah yeah i know i mean if we're going like irreverent christmas movies bad santa with billy bob thornton oh like, yeah yeah I love uh, the kid like cuts his hand and he's bleeding and it's like a what the fuck moment, but he like hands him like a pickle. And he's like, why is the pickle all red? And he's like, well, what? I stained with my blood. <laughs> Gosh. I shouldn't laugh at that so hard, but oh man, it, that bad Santa. Whew, like, they went for it, but uh, the couple times I've seen it, I'm just like, you know, I, I feel that, you know, because not everybody's Christmas is perfect. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's it's on your list if you want like you know reverent like holiday movies. Uh, what else? I mean, if we're going like you know kids wise, like you've seen the Peanuts Christmas, right? Uh, I think so. It, that, oh, that's the one where he has the the really shitty little tree, right? Yeah, it literally has a name. If you have a crappy little tree, it's a Charlie Brown Christmas tree. Ah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So it's like actually actually a thing, but uh. I mean, Peanuts Christmas, like, you know, I'm always about, it's the Halloween. It's a great pumpkin, Charlie Brown, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the, the, the Chris, you know, that's where you get the, Christmas time and sing again, the day, bo day, the day, bo day, hey, bo day, bo day, bo day. They used that in Hawkeye in an episode, actually, and I was like, oh, it's a Peanuts song. It's a sad, <laughs> sad, depressing Christmas Peanuts song. <laughs> so, uh. Yeah, like, I don't know, like, if, it, if it's going to pop on, I'm going to be like, hey. Although, like, now I think Apple Plus, like, owns the Peanuts, so it's no longer on regular TV, and that just feels like a crime against the holidays. Oh, wow. But, uh, you know, that's that's just sort of, it's like stuff. I mean, it was the first TV special based on the Peanuts, the holiday one, and, you know, it, it you know, it's the Peanuts. Like, the Peanuts, like, had a time and place. I, I don't know the kids nowadays. I give two shits about it, but... Yeah, Charlie Brown, like, I identified with him. I even played Charlie Brown in a musical when I was, that's my first musical I ever got a lead in. Uh, You're a good man, Charlie Brown. Mm, there you so, go. Uh, yeah, I, I identify with old Chuck. And, uh, yeah, I think it's it's worth, like, a mention. Uh, I mean, if we're going the classics, there's all them claymation movies, Blue. Oh, yeah. I mean, with the claymation movies, we had to do, um, like, scene-for-scene scene dissections of, like, how they animated everything. You know, it's really funny. Um I want to say like a week ago or so, I actually watched the um, uh, Rudolph one. I think, yeah, I want to say it was the Rudolph one with uh, Caitlin's parents. And all I I had to hold my tongue because the entire time, all I wanted to do was be like, oh, yeah, in this scene, they had to use this rigging and change the felt out because this part almost burned. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah, I had to be... (laughs) I had to, like, really hold my tongue and, like, shut the heck up. I mean, there, <laughs> because, yeah, there's yeah, lots of them. Well, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, like, 1964. Uh, what do you got? Like, Little Drummer Boy, 68. Mm-hmm. Uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, 1970. Uh, Year Without a Santa Claus, 1974. Like, Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July, 1979. Uh, Claymation Christmas Special, 1987. I think that's, like, one of the last ones. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I like I love that claymation Christmas special because all the music is by a man named Patrick Miller, who I actually like. He's gonna send me his famous caramel corn for Christmas. Uh, mm-hmm. I know I know I'm his cranky old guy, but for the longest time he uh, he was an enemy and then a friend. He blogged about The Simpsons as well. And uh, he retired to like go off and do his own thing. Good for him. He's in his sixties. Like I'll, Pat's so great. Mm-hmm. He's so hilarious. Like he's a clever writer. He's done so much amazing stuff with his life. But just like I think it's neat that like on his credits, like he did the music for Claymation Christmas Special, which included a segment with the motherfucking California raisins. Like there's like Santa Claus coming to town, like the island of misfit toys. I've I've yeah, that's that's been in something in my brain for a long time. Oh was, yeah. Caitlin it's how we loves it. We referenced uh, when I was in the military, young in the military as an EMT, uh, when, you know, the Iraq war was like ramping up. They turned Fort Dix into like an active base from like a completely inactive base. Uh, and that's right there in New Jersey. But they they had a place where like the guys got hurt, not in the war, like they couldn't go. So they had a dorm where all these like broken guys were. And some of them were like. Yeah, you know, whatever. They conscientious objectors or they didn't want to blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? All of them have their reasons. I don't want to cast aspersions on them. But we referenced this building as the island of misfit toys because we <laughs> kept having calls to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so many different things to like make sure these guys weren't going off to like battle. And uh, nobody wants a train with square wheels. No one wants a <laughs> squirt gun that squirts jelly. Like. <laughs> Uh, I even saw like a, a T-shirt of like the Misfit Toys, and I was like, "Oh, that that'd be something I would wear on the holidays, like for sure." Uh, yeah. Rudolph, like I saw a really funny thing recently where it said, "You know, if Santa knows when you've been good or bad, he knew that Rudolph was getting bullied." And I was like, "Fudge! Don't yeah. do that! Like, don't <laughs> don't don't do that!" Like, <laughs> oh man, that really uh. That, that that hit me in a in a in a nostalgic feel spot. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of. Oof. <laughs> and which one is it that has? He's Mr. White Christmas. He's Mr. Snow. He's Mr. Some something. He's Mr. Tembolo. I don't remember. The heat miser and snow miser. Uh, it's oh the year without a Santa Claus. So that's oh, okay. a 1974. So yeah, heat miser and snow miser. And of course, you know, not a Christmas movie, but you can go straight to like Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze, keeping it on brand with geekiness, like singing that in uh in whatever movie it was he was he was in as as that. Although off topic, but I was just talking to somebody that told me that uh Arnold was considered the considered another actor, I can't remember, but Anthony Hopkins was in the running as Mr. Freeze for that movie. Really? And I was like, thank God that he wasn't because he would not have fit in that in that movie. No, he's too good. It's, it's like one thing in life is certain. Everything freezes. It's like he would have been like, <laughs> you know, like classic, like, you know, what we think of as like Victor Freeze, but not 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 fitting well into that movie. And yeah. I wonder if it could have made a good movie out of it. I don't even know. Mm. Yeah, I just I was like sort of like taken aback. Like, really? Like, oh, wow. <laughs> Had you ever heard that? Yeah, I had heard about that rumor. And I I have to say, like, Anthony Hopkins is one of my favorite actors. He he would have played the hell out of that role. But good golly, would it have changed that movie? Because yes. that would not have been very... He'd been so creepy. 
I mean, if if we uh, if we want to be on brand for the cast, once again, laugh it up, fuzzballs, right? Like it's not mm-hmm. just a Star Wars podcast. We talk about all things geek, life, the universe, and everything, but mostly geek stuff. Heard that at the beginning of it. Uh, but I guess like for like the holiday season, uh, for a brief moment with the sequel movies, they were Christmas movies. Yeah. Like the the Star Wars sequel movies were were like something to look forward to for for Christmas. I guess now your Christmas movie that you're getting is uh you know No Way Home, the new Spider Man. Uh, oh, that's true. If you think about it. Yeah. But those sequel movies, I mean, we've we've talked at length ad nauseum about them. I'm sure we will again in the future, but we don't need to use up valuable minutes for it. Go back to build a better Star Wars. We've talked very, very much about about those movies. But yeah, the Star Wars sequel movies. Uh, and I mean, I'd be remiss if I didn't. Like I already talked about, you know, freaking uh, Phil Hartman, but Simpsons Christmas episodes. There's plenty of good ones. Oh, yeah. Uh, the very first episode ever of The Simpsons is a Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Santa's little helper. Um, and there, there's lots of good Christmas episodes. What is it? Uh, the one with Bone Storm and Bart the Liar. Uh, oh, what is that? Marge, be not proud. And I think I want to say oh, I can't think of the season right off the top of my head. But Marge, be not proud is a great uh, Simpsons one. There's a uh, there's some there's some really really enjoyable simpsons christmas episodes and you can disney plus all of them and then i'm sure fxx is still every simpsons ever you know there'll be Mm -hmm. there'll be plenty of simpsons christmas episodes jumping up there so do yourself a favor and get some simpsons in your life and enjoy some holiday stuff you know via via the the best sitcom ever yeah do you have any uh like simpsons christmas like faves or no Mm, not that i can think of off the top of my head but i will say this if we're if we're saying that like the the Star Wars movies and stuff are like holiday movies, if you think about it in that way, that they come out during that time, right? That's your holiday. What about Batman Returns? Does that count? We were headed there, so let's get to it. Batman Returns is definitely a Christmas movie. One hundred percent. One hundred percent a Christmas movie. As much as like I mentioned, you know, uh, Mr. Freeze and uh, I think it was Batman and Robin is Mr. Freeze. Yeah. yeah I guess Batman Forever is the Jim Carrey Riddler and and uh, Tommy Lee Jones Two Face. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Batman Returns 100%. Like so much centered. Like they, they light a Christmas tree. Yeah. Like twice. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Penguin and all of, all of his carny freaks. And uh, yeah, it's it's 100%. And uh, Catwoman was was fighting against the corporate greed of it all. Mm-hmm. with with max and uh yeah it's a i love that movie god I love oh that yeah movie. it's really yeah. it's really good i like that movie a lot yeah what, what what all you got to say about it so there were um like that part where it, it and it the fact that it only took michelle pfeiffer the one time to try to knock the heads off with the whip um of the mannequins in that scene uh-huh. is sexy as hell I don't care how old she is right now. Sexy as hell. That li- that scene will live on in infamy. Also, in the part where she, um, uh, what what's his name? Max is like shooting her, right? And he, right. he's unloading the gun, and she's like four, five, still alive. And then she goes up and like kisses him with the uh, uh, the electrical bit. The taser. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, that was really really cool. Yeah, like, the meow moment. How she's like playing with like sex-starved Oswald, 
mm-hmm. uh, with the freaking when she puts the canary in her mouth, which actually happened. Yeah. Oh wow! Like, oh, it's freaking good. Uh, <laughs> Christopher Walken doing his best to be in a Batman movie. <laughs> Selena, we got a problem. <laughs> and then he did real good. <laughs> Although he's he's not doing he's not as Christopher Walken as Christopher Walken can be like in that movie. That's true. Uh, and you know, freaking, it's just so good. Like in the Tim Burton universe, I enjoy that very much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like Batman Returns, solid, solid. It was, it was. I, I put like three movies at the end just because I wanted to talk about them last. Like if I'm going with like of all the movies where I'm like, this is a Christmas movie, 100. percent And like people may be surprised, but it is Gremlins. Oh yeah, freaking. And I think Gremlins too, honestly. <laughs> Like, yeah, like, totally a Christmas movie. Like, there's an entire monologue about, like, Santa stuck in a chimney. Like, yep. it's, uh, yeah, it's it's 100%. And, oh, man, Gremlins, like, I that movie needs to get some airplay more during the holiday season. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Like, it 100% does. Uh, I, man, I I, I really I hope it. that they reboot Gremlins, because, gosh, it was so good, man. Well, there there was, I mean, a while back, there was that story of, like, the animated mm-hmm. animated Gremlins, like, dealing with uh, the shopkeeper's, like, grandson or something. Yeah. So one can only hope that that's still, like, going on. That'd be uh, and I've heard, like, whispers of, like, the guys that did, you know, Gremlins 2 would love to do a Gremlins 3. Mm-hmm. So one could only hope, like, it could be really, really fun. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of people like you know Greg Nicotero and like you know special effects like you know practical places that could do a really bang up great job. Oh yeah, for sure. One can only hope. Like and they're they're rebooting everything. So you know from my from my lips to the ears of of people that don't have any creative genes in their body, like just then fucking do Gremlins. Like just do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like why why is it taking so long? Please more more please. Mm-hmm. You could be pretty fly for a mogwai. Like, do it. <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, if we're we're talking, like, you know, geeky Christmas movies, like Die Hard, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, like the ultimate Christmas movie. I, I prefer Gremlins to Die Hard, but I, I literally have it saved on my phone, although I'm not going to be able to buy it in time. They have a, a holiday sweater, and it, it is just a gray sweater that says, now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. And I want it. <laughs> I want it. I want that to be like the sweater I'm wearing for the holiday season. Like it's twenty nine fifty on Amazon. I'm looking at it right now, but I just can't pull the trigger. And oh. I've been I've been wanting to this for like three weeks. I showed Heather <laughs> and she's like, Why, Joseph? Why? I'm like, it's great. It's so good. <laughs> oh man, I want it so bad. I'm gonna buy it, like even after the holidays. I'm gonna wear it after the holidays and be like, fine. You know? <laughs> too late and i'll bring it back out like i have a i have a, a merry christmas from the skywalkers with like vader leia and han mm-hmm. or not vader leia and luke i mean but uh i have that shirt so uh and I, i've got some other like silly like christmas sweater like jazzy stuff but uh yeah like i wanted to add that to my uh my world apparently i like off of die hard like do you have any more to say about die hard oh man that movie was rad i mean who didn't like die hard right we got that glass in his foot, and you're just like, oh, what a man. Yeah, it's it's such a such a great movie. Like if you if you're in the LA area, you know what I mean, and you wanna you you wanna feel like holiday, like go to twenty one twenty one Avenue of the Stars and check out Nakatoma Plaza. <laughs> yeah. 
like right there still exists <laughs> it's the fox plaza if you were wondering but uh, in century city la go you could totally go check out nakatami if you want to the real place <laughs> and they were like building that building when they were filming i listened to a really great podcast uh podcast is the cinephiles and they did like like three episode long like deep dive into die hard and it was lovely but uh they're blowing shit up in a building that they were like still working on and yeah it's it's amazing how that all went down <laughs> <laughs> and it's based I, I guess it's a sequel for a movie that uh the chairman of the board frank sinatra was in oh wow so like originally they wanted like frank sinatra to like you know be in the in die hard whole different movie uh but yeah yeah i think uh i mean die hard 2 is very Christmassy with the airport and everything uh Mm -hmm. but after that like you know i i like die hard with a vengeance very much with samuel jackson oh yeah samuel leroy jackson uh (laughs) but yeah like you know die hard one and two are the ones that are very like holiday-ish samuel l celine dion jackson (laughs) what is that all about (laughs) i'll tell you later Okay, fair enough. Uh, I, I was when I was looking at lists of like uh, of holiday movies. Apparently, Stanley Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut is considered a Christmas movie. I don't know. Not touching what? it. I don't know. Not touching it. I, there was a there was a lot of masked sex in that. And uh, there was a lot in that movie. And and the end of a uh, a bearded relationship between beautiful Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise. Uh, so yeah, and I watched the movie much younger, and not because I wanted to see. Stanley Kubrick at his cinematic fineness. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, I'm neither proud or ashamed of that. It just is what it is. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I don't currently have a crush on Nicole Kidman, but I did for a long time, ever since Days of Thunder. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know what I mean? It is, it is what it is. She's a ginger. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. But you know, we've gone through some geeky holiday stuff. Uh, some of it on brand, some of it not. But, you know, I think nothing says the spirit of the holidays like me giving the Florida blue to talk about the horror of Pokemon. Did you know that despite the fact that Pokemon is a children's game, it has some of the most disturbing lore of many different video games that you've probably played? Dark Souls? No. Not even close. Bloodborne? Try again. You were close, but no cigar. No. Think of something cute. Something cute like a balloon. Maybe the Pokemon Drifloon with its little X like a Band-Aid on its face. With its little cloud for a hair. And its two little arms dangling down off the side of its balloon-like body like strings for a child to hold. And you know what? Drifloons are just cute enough that they do. They do go for children. And they'll hold their hand and they'll pull them away. And when they pull them away, they will eat that child's soul. So you know, you want to hear something really funny, Joe? What? Drifloon, the bigger it gets, the way that they grow and expand their bodies is not through breathing in air, as a normal balloon would, but actually filling their soft, elastic bodies with souls. So if you see... With child souls. Yes, children's souls. So if you saw a big drift balloon and you were like, oh, that's a big Pokemon, that's because it ate a lot of children. Good Lord. (laughs) 
That's this what is, it does. That's how is, it eats. This is the first Pokemon that sparked us. Someday Blue's going to get a chance to talk about the horror of, horror of Pokemon. And as we were uh, throwing a Hail Mary since Danny couldn't join us tonight, I was like, let's talk some geeky holiday stuff and end it with this horror. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's awful. Yeah, Driftloom, um, something else. As a matter of fact, like, uh, it, it actually says that in one of the Pokedexes, like, when it first came out. And when I read that, I was like, has it always been this creepy? Like, has it always, like, since the beginning? So I had to go back. I mean, you you read something creepy like that and you go back, right? I mean, that's what you would do, isn't it? Like, you would yeah. go back to the beginning yeah, like, and, and actually, like, reread some of this shit just to see, like, am I going crazy? Like, is it? No, it, it, it really does. So there's a, uh, from the original 150, there's a Pokemon named Kadabra. He's a psychic type, right? He's got the spoon in his hand, and he's like, the oh, Sabrina's Pokemon Kadabra. He's crazy looking, and he's got this big Fu Manchu mustache, which is problematic, but whatever. We're, that's not what we're talking about and discussing this time. What we're discussing is, is the creepiness of Kadabra. So Kadabra, his IQ is through the roof. It's almost a thousand, right? Very smart um, Pokemon, psychic ability, able to actually communicate with humans. Do you know why? Because it's lore of the Pokemon said that there was a child who got so lonely because he couldn't communicate properly with other kids because he was such a powerful psychic, fell asleep one night, his powers overtook his body and transformed him into a Kadabra. That used to be a child. Oh. Yeah. And now he wow. gets put into a ball and controlled by people all the time. Like that's wow. his that's his deal. That's his shtick. That's his that's his thing. Not bad. <laughs> I mean, you get yeah, bad, and there's only one of them? No, they're all over the place. Oh, God. Cadabras are all over the place. You could even they're raise all, them if you want. They're all like lonely children? It, well, you know, the ones who were born as Cadabras, I would imagine not. But the original Cadabras, that's, that's what they are. And any child with strong psychic abilities who becomes like really, really lonely might find themselves one day transformed into a fucking Cadabra. Wow. So that's there's like... a... That's like Gen 1 Pokemon, too. Yeah, there's a lot of weird shit that can happen to you as a human <coughs> in the Pokemon world. Like, when you die, you could just become a Pokemon. So, like, there's this, um, what is the tree stump um, called? A Phantom? Phantom, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so Phantom is also, like, one of those types, right? It's like the ghost of, um a child who got lost in the woods and died and it becomes a phantom stump. So there's this really interesting um, fan theory that Banet, which is a, another ghost type Pokemon um, is the vengeful spirit of a doll who was abandoned by its owner. And one of the thoughts that somebody had, and they drew a small comic of it, which was really creepy is that this bannet is haunting this forest, going through this forest, and it comes upon a phantom, and the phantom recognizes it immediately and starts crying <laughs> and runs up to it to hug it, and the bannet realizes that that phantom was its child. The, the phantoms are just like lost children in the woods? 
Yeah. And they they die and they become and they die and they become the Pokemon, yes. Oh man. And like the bandit sticks pins into his body to curse people. Like people yes. that hate. Yes. It's like it says like it's born of pure hatred. Correct. Oh, this is for children, Blue. Yeah, I, I'm I'm fully aware. This it's is making really Star touching. Wars looking like like Disney. Disney. <laughs> yeah. It gets uh it gets pretty pretty out there with some of these things such as um so there's another one called yamask right and yamask was like i forget which generation like generation five i think but um it's so crazy because it all of the yamasks that you see all of them are all former people to the point where they they actually have the memory of who they were as a person and if you as a human were to grab the mask that the Yamask holds and put the mask on, you become possessed by the Pokemon and it will be able to actually tell you all the things that happened to it in its life. Isn't that crazy? And it, like I'm looking at this says something like uh, if it stares at its former visage, all it can do is weep hopelessly. Yep. And it evolves into something else, a Kofa Grigus. That's like yeah. a, an embodiment of hopelessness and rage. Yes. <laughs> so it just goes absolutely ape shit in its in its hopelessness, in its rage, because it's so pissed that it can't be alive again. <sighs> and you're not yeah. done. Oh no. Oh no. Actually, one of my favorite Pokemon. Um, you know, a lot of people like uh complain about cicadas being uh loud and obnoxious, but it's actually a really interesting life cycle if you think about it. I mean, you've got this this little nymph that goes into the ground 17 years and then comes out only to mate, right? And it's loud and it's obnoxious. Well, in the Pokemon world, like the cicadas that go down, the nincadas are, are what they call. They go down in the ground, they come out, and they're um, this amazing Pokemon called a ninjask. And ninjask is super fast. It's a cicada. It's got bladed arms. It's like a ninja. It's quick and blah, blah, blah. But if you happen to have an empty slot on your team when you evolve this Pokemon into the next one, the skin of the Pokemon will be left in one of the Pokeballs. And it's not technically alive because it doesn't need to breathe. And it doesn't really do (laughs) much of anything, really. Um, It can't move because it's just a shell. And um, it's really interesting because it is a ghost type. It only has one HP throughout its entire life. It only has one HP. But it has this this very special move called Wonder Guard, where nothing affects it unless it's a super effective, like, attack that hits it, right? So any literally any other move will not affect this Pokemon at all. And what's really crazy is that if you were to look into its back, like, because you, you always see it, it's always trying to hover above you, um, like, staring down so it can kill you, right? But the, the really crazy thing is, is that it's back where the ninjask emerged, the creature is actually hollow. It is literally just a skin, like the discarded skin of, of the ninjask. But if you were to actually look into its back, uh, your soul would stare into the hollowness of, of the Pokemon and be sucked directly into that empty space, and thus the ninjask will have stolen your soul. Oh, yeah. So careful around them cicadas, friends. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty. Um, 
pretty gross. Yeah, people eat those things, man. Yeah. Supposed to be high in protein, but now now I fear for a lot of people. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. So there's this other one. Um, you know, you, you we're talking about like uh the, the holidays. Um and during the holidays it gets mighty cold <laughs> and stuff, you know. And uh when it's cold, you know, the Japanese have um a lot of folklore and really interesting creatures. I've always liked the folklore of the Japanese um culture and stuff. And there's one um that they brought into the the Pokemon world. I mean, there's a lot that they brought into the Pokemon. It's a Japanese franchise. But um, this Pokemon is called Frostlass, right? And in its Pokedex, like its original Pokedex stuff, um, it's really crazy because it says when it finds humans or Pokemon it likes, it freezes them. And then it takes them to its chili den where they become its decorations. Oh, (laughs) jeez. Yeah. And then it said... On nights of terrible blizzards, it comes down to the human settlements, and if you hear it knocking at your door, do not open it. It likes to freeze men, especially ones that it finds handsome. Oh, wow. Yeah. She will she will freeze you, and she will kill you. And it's really interesting because there's uh, the Pokemon that it evolves from looks like a child in a parka that <clears throat> shivers okay. all the time. Like, that's its natural body movement is a shivering-type movement. To make you feel bad for it. Because it'll eat your flesh. Like the males of the species will turn into this thing called a glally. Which looks kind of like a dead snowball. Like a skeleton and a snowball had a baby. Uh, That's what it looks like. (laughs) And um, it'll eat your flesh. It'll freeze you and then it'll eat you. In that frozen state. That's what it does. But only the females of the snow runs will turn into that frost lass. And they will only hunt men. Nah. That's something. That's a kid's game, man. How do you spell Galali? Galali. It's uh G L A uh G L A L I E. You'll see. Galali. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's just a whole bucket of fuck no. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, I want you real quick to look up this Pokemon. It's spelled E L G Y E M L G M uh E L G Y E M. Okay. Okay. Do- you're gonna you're gonna notice something really interesting about this Pokemon. So on its hands, okay, keep talking. Love- it's got three little lights, right? It's got a red light, green light, yellow light, right? And you're thinking like, oh, like a okay. like a stop sign, like a little that. like Marvin the Paranoid Android. Yeah, exactly. Like a little, like a little crazy little wild. That's that's weird. So this Pokemon is is one. It's really psychically strong, right? So it's got a lot of um, power to it. Another really weird thing that that about this Pokemon is no one really knows where the hell it came from. Like, it's kind okay. of a little mystery in their world. Like, we don't actually know where this thing... Like, It just kind of started showing up. And every time it kind of starts showing up, like, if there's somebody, like... Like, it'll appear at somebody's house, right? And the way that you know that it appears at, at around somebody's house is because all the TVs... Um, in in the house will start playing the same like weird pictures and scenery and stuff um some of the uh professors uh because you know you always have the different professors professor sycamore professor oak professor cypress all these different uh professors um will tell you that you know we really think that that's probably where wherever it came from is what this scenery that appears on the thing and um one of the other 
like entries that were about it is that it will destroy your brain um, if it plays like the right notes or the right signals on its hands with those little finger color lights because it'll cause you to have so many seizures that way it can just eat you yeah and that's like what it does squeezes brains and causes headaches and it's like most innocent mm-hmm. yeah and it's like linked to like a ufo crash site mm-hmm. yeah that's a, that's a lovely little gem for this fun children's game yeah it's absolutely beautiful right yeah yeah we haven't even gotten to the fun one yet so okay. the fun one the fun is, one is this uh, the last one because i am horrified Yes, this is the last one. This is the fun one. That's why you got to save it for last, right? So there's this really cute one that everybody really likes um, right now. It's called a Mimikyu. Um, it's like a little ghost, and it wears, like, clothing to look like literally any other Pokemon. But the one it chooses so, most is a Pikachu. Like, everybody loves Pikachu, right? But, um, how do you spell this? Mimik... M-I-M-I-K-Y-U. K-Y-U. Mimikyu. Mm-hmm. Okay, keep going. So you'll notice that it it wears this bag over its head. Its its eyes are actually the stomach, the two little stomach dots on it, right? Okay. And it wears this little bag on its head, and sometimes the bag breaks and it looks like the the Pikachu's neck is broken and like slumped to the side. Um that happens in game too. It's it's called the busted form. It's uh pretty fucked up, uh tell the truth. Um so yeah, I'm looking at it. It looks great. Yeah, so one of the, the that's it's become like one of those household like, oh, this Pokemon's so cool and it's just trying to be loved and blah, blah, blah. It's not. It, it's just trying to get <laughs> close to you because the moment um, you look upon it, you die, period. You die. If you, were, if you lift up the bag, if the bag gets blown over by the wind, if, if something happens to take its disguise off of it, whatever the disguise may happen to be, you just die. Like, there was a professor who died from it. There was a kid who died from it. The, you just die. And it, 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 the, the most horrible thing about it is that it's not always instant. Okay. Yeah. So, like, you like you just touched the tip of the iceberg because literally, like, while you were going, I, I, to spell things, I looked, I had my phone open, mm-hmm. and there's, like, a haunter, mm-hmm. uh, what else, a gorgeist, Mm-hmm. A parasect. Oh, the parasect is <clears throat> sad as fuck. What is that one? So parasect is a, <clears throat> is a bug. It it starts off as this bug called Paris, and Paris is super cute. He's got big old eyes that are just full of life, and he's got these two little mushrooms growing on his back. And it's super cute. And then when it evolves into a parasect, um, it's one of the only Pokemon whose eyes just go completely white. And the reason why its eyes went completely white is because the mushroom on its back has taken over the Pokemon, and it has killed your Pokemon. Oh, so geez. Parasect is effectively dead. It's a zombie. Um, it is a zombie to the mushroom. The mushroom has is like a cordyceps mushroom, and it has taken over the, the body of the Parasect and now controls. You're, you're actually con- commanding the mushroom, not the bug. Your what bug else? friend is dead. There's a, a Kubone, a, y- y- oh, a Yveltal. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's from a uh, Norse mythology. Ooh, there's Ghastly's, Lampens, mm-hmm. Dark Rays. What's a Drowsy? So a Drowsy is like a demon. Uh, well, it's based off of a, one of those Japanese mythical creatures called a Baku. Um, and what they do right. is they 
eat dreams. So what a drowsy will do is, and, and once again, it loves children, but loves to hang around kids because kids have the worst like freaking nightmares, right? So it'll stand over the kid while the kid is sleeping and it will just suck the dreams out of the child as it sleeps. <laughs> oh my God. There, there's so much more. A cacturn. Uh, I think oh. that Mr. Mime one, the, would the cacturn, you want to talk about it? Yeah, that's creepy as fuck. So cacturns, cacturns are really, really horrible <clears throat> because they look like normal cactuses, right? And um, it'll, so you'll be, let's say you get lost in the desert or something, and there happen to be cacturn in the area. You'll see a cactus over to the side. You won't think nothing of it. You'll be walking along. You turn around trying to get your bearings and stuff, and that cactus is there again. And you're like, didn't I just pass this cactus? Am I going in circles? You start walking again. <laughs> you freak out a little bit. Then you turn around, and the cactus is there again. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? So you try to head over to the cactus, and the cactus turns around with its nice little face, and, and you go, oh, shit, it's a Pokemon. Hi, little buddy. And it's like Cacturn, because they all say their name. Cacturn, it's really right. that cute little thing. And it's got a little flower, and it makes a little bit of a pool of water for you. And you're like, oh, cool. Well, the pool of water that it makes will dehydrate you further. <laughs> so what the Cacturn is actually trying to do is it's trying to make you die as fast as possible. And if you don't die before it starts getting too famished, It'll just give you a hug until you die, causing you to bleed out <laughs> so that like, it can eat you. I, the thing I was reading, it was like, how do you make a scarecrow even creepier? You cover it in spikes. Yep. <laughs> oh, God. What a, I think that Mr. Mime Pokemon is creepy as shit. Oh, like, yeah. I, I mean, what, a, a Shedinja? Shedinja. That's the one that I was talking <clears throat> about. That's the one that okay, will steal which... your soul if you look in its back. Oh, okay, gotcha. What is I, I put that I put that down as a Ninkata. Oh, the Ninkata is the baby form. Uh, Shedinja is the full, like, creepy. Woo. Okay, yeah. I'll make sure I have that adequately uh, adequately mentioned in the notes. So what's a, a Gorbis? Uh, Gorbis. That one's super freaky too. So it's a it's a fish, which is um, <coughs> really awkward because it has a really like um, it, it has more of a proboscis than a mouth. Um, and as it's super pretty, right? It's pink. It's got like little heart shapes on it. It's got big old eyes that are like, oh, it's big old eyes. It's a cute Pokemon, but it has no emotion. Like it, it can't emote to you, if that makes any sense. It doesn't have any, like, it can't blink. It can't, like, it doesn't have eyelids and stuff like that. It looks like a normal fish. And it looks right. like that because it really is just a normal fish and much like its ancestors the hagfish what it'll do is it'll just attach that proboscis to your body and just suck your innards out oh god because <laughs> that's how it feeds what about a sably oh the sableye, <laughs> sableye. Um, yeah sableyes are interesting they're actually not that bad um because they, they covet gems, right? They're ghosts, but they're like greedy ghosts. Okay. And they will go into places like, let's say you're a coal miner and you're trying to get to your coal. You're trying to do your job and you accidentally run into a Sableye in the coal mine. 
Well, the Sableye is there. It's a good sign for you as a coal miner and a bad sign. Because one, if there's only one Sableye and you can get rid of it, capture it, whatever, you're probably okay. And you know that there are gems in the area because Sableye are um, attracted to those gems. If there right. is more than one Sableye, you're probably <clears throat> fucked. Because like roaches, <laughs> they are really attracted to the gems in the area. And they're also highly territorial. And they will fucking rip you apart. They've they got that teeth. their smile is really scary. Yeah, yeah, they've got teeth. And it's fucking creepy. And then there's a dust clock. Uh, those have dark, uh, like basically black holes. <clears throat> and you cannot... If you get, if your soul gets sucked into a dust clops, you cannot go to the afterlife. Oh. You're done. Like that's it. <clears throat> you're and you're then, out of the loop. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. I'm trying to clear my throat. Uh, Hon Edge, Hone Edge. I actually don't know that much about Hone Edge. That one just uh, looks yeah. creepy. It looks like a little like scary hookah. Yeah. It's a dual steel and ghost type Pokemon. Yeah, because he's a a sword. Okay. And, um, so he has a sheath, and he can pull himself out. I know that he can, uh, if you try to hold the sword, it can possess you, if I remember that correctly. Yeah, it's just something like you encounter, and you're like, oh, cool, there's like a sword like I can pick up. And it's like, yeah, no. Like it says, powerful Pokemon attacks, but you'll be okay. There's a handy sword to, a hand to help you defend yourself. Oh, wait, it's actually a hone edge, and now it's draining your life force out through your arm. That'll teach you. <laughs> yep, there you go. Yeah, that's that's pretty great. And then a Giratina? Oh, so, okay. So Arceus is a Pokemon that is kind of like God, basically, because yeah. it created everything. It created the universe, light, Pokemon, human. It created everything. And um, as far as it's concerned, humans are also Pokemon. But humans could capture it in a Pokeball? Doesn't make any sense. Whatever. Like, Arceus created everything, and Arceus's antithesis is Giratina. So if you, if you think about it, if Arceus is God, then Giratina is like the devil, because Giratina can destroy everything, wow. everything, like, if it, if it gets loose. That's crazy. Like I, when I was looking up, like when you were doing your whole thing, the two that I found that I thought were interesting were uh, Palo Sand. Mm -hmm. uh, I love the idea of a sandcastle that builds itself upon the bones of its dead victims. <laughs> yep. I was like, oh, oh, God. Like, don't step on this sandcastle. Don't do it. And then the frillish, just because it's totally, like, it makes me think of the uh, sirens. Oh, yeah. Like, it's pretty. It shows up. And then it drags you to your watery death. Exactly. And uh, I think if we've established nothing else, it is that... Uh, Pokemon is not just like Pika Pika. Like, in fact, uh, you should probably be worried about what what Pika Pika might do to you. Yeah, I mean, uh, Pikachu itself is kind of like, meh. <clears throat> you know what I mean? It's kind of boring. But if you want something really creepy and actually sad and terrifying at the same time, you get yourself a Hydreigon. See, Hydreigon is a dragon type. It's a it's a dragon type that is also um, like darkness. So there's like that element of dark um, in the game and stuff like that. And it, it evolves, um, like its, its baby form is called a Daino. And Daino um, never, it can't heal. Like its body 
can't heal. So as you make it fight, because that's how you make Pokemon gain levels and get stronger, is fighting, right? Um, it just keeps feeling the pain because the wounds never like heal, and it just keeps going and and living its life and getting hurt and just sticking with that pain. Eventually, as it evolves into its next um, form, which is called Zuelos, uh, it basically goes crazy. So it gets a split personality, which also splits its heads into two. And its wounds are still not healing. It's going crazier until it becomes the Hydreigon. And it's like a three-headed dragon with six wings. And it has gone so fully insane that all it does is try to cause the pain that it has been inflicted with throughout its entire life onto everything else. Wow. Yeah. Pokemon! <laughs> Gotta collect them all! <laughs> oh, wow. That's a lovely, complete antithesis to uh, to uh, our, our lovely holiday discussion, and I, I appreciate you finally doing it, Blue. Yeah, it's uh, Pokemon are fucking creepy, bro. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I just had a conversation with uh, one of the skips on the dock, because uh, her name's Eve, but I call her Evie. And, like, mm -hmm. she's into Pokemon. So she was, like, drawing an Eevee, but it didn't have a face. So it was just, like, a raccoon body with no face. Mm -hmm. She's like, what do you think? And I was like, it's a it's a fox. It's a raccoon. She's like, no, it's Eevee. And I was like, girl, I only know about that because that Pokemon movie. Like, I tried to explain to her that I'm, I'm just too – I'm like, you're the same age as my oldest. Like, this stuff came out when I was aged out of it. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, my, my kids are into it. Like, you know, Ben and Trin, they, they dig it. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I know, like – you know, Pikachu and Squirtle and uh, Bulbasaur and uh, I think like a, I like Squirtle. Yeah, yeah he's Squirtle and Turtle. I dig him. Uh, and, you know, like in a couple more Pokemans from like watching the movie, like I know about Eevee and like Mr. Mime now, that creepy fucking Mr. Mime. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, and now now I'm just like, I don't I don't need to dive into this world. Like, the, my, thank God we don't live in a Pokemon world, Blue. Oh, yeah. Cause uh, that, yeah, it sounds sounds dangerous. Doesn't sound fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's really creepy because there's um, well, one, there's a lot of fan theories and stuff like that, and things about like the games itself. Um, and it's really really weird because if you actually get into like, Pokemon's a really weird thing because on the surface everything is happy go lucky, very um, you know, oh, we, the power of friendship like compels you and stuff like that you know what i mean right. um you go through the game you fight your rival it's all about like learning <clears throat> the inner strength of yourself and bringing it out through friendship and love and all this blah 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 right but right. just like beneath the surface of that every single game since the first one has this underlying like darkness to it and it's never spoken of like outright but, like, every single game has, like, a dead person in it. Like, every single game has, like, like a glitch or, like, a creepy thing that happens. And it'll only happen, like, you'll activate it the one time, see it happen, and then it doesn't happen again. And that's it. It's gone. But it's in every single game. Huh. And people have, like, um, been trying to piece together whatever the hell this fucking underlying horrible lore is that's like terrifying like in one of the games you meet this girl on uh like there's this big bridge 
and you meet this girl on the bridge and she says, hey, you know, uh, I got lost and, you know, I'm trying to find my way back and you help her out and you get her to the other end. She gives you an item and she's like, awesome, thanks. So then you you go off and you talk to somebody else because, you know, in the game like this, you're supposed to talk to everybody to try to get all the different, you know, hidden items and stuff like that. And when you talk to a guy at the end of the bridge, he talks about um, a girl who threw herself off the bridge and then he <laughs> describes her and it's the fucking chick you just helped across the bridge. It's that literal person that you just helped across the bridge. And when you go back, you know, wow. and every other character always appears back where they were throughout the whole game, right. except for that one person. Man. Yeah. And then there's and like it's, another it's just... girl in, in a hotel and then she disappears. And then you find like an abandoned a random abandoned house in a forest and everybody in it is dead and there are ghost Pokemon all over the place, just haunting the fucking place. It's, uh, wow. yeah, it's something. Well, this is, uh, you've, you've always mentioned this and you like teased it with the Drifloon. Uh, but I, I don't think I was prepared for, for, uh, the sheer, probably the tip of the iceberg that we covered at, of the horror of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, yeah, and I in the, in the show notes, friends, I I spell out all the names of these uh, Pokemans if you want to to dive deeper, see pictures of them. Uh, and uh, I'm sorry about your dreams, friends, because uh, yeah. yeah, that's uh, it all started with like balloons that suck out souls and get bigger, but uh, it went much much worse than that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I guess I should just be happy with that, Mister Mime, just miming people, like yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the least of your worries. Yeah, man. <laughs> Thankfully, living in the real world here. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks, Blue. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for letting you're, me talk. You're welcome. Uh, Danny's going to be like, best decision I ever made was tapping out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he probably had his doubts and we were just talking holidays and frivolity and love. But mm-hmm. uh, I think I think the payoff was right there. And for all of you listeners that followed through and continued... Hopefully you enjoyed it. Like, yeah, yeah. Deep blue diving deep once more oh, with yeah. uh, with some some horror. Oh, the horror. There's there's nothing like horror for the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. Wow, good times. And now when I think of Christmas, I'm gonna think of this conversation. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and thankfully, there's like. One one more podcast to go up for the holidays just to watch this out of my my proverbial podcast mouth. <laughs> It'll just be some news and uh, yeah, thanks for listening. I apologize to all you listening, like clearing my throat and coughing. Like I'm just trying to get rid of this cold. I'll try to edit out as much as I can, but if it it doesn't get edited out, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry, but uh, life happens. Yeah, man, that was fun. Thanks, dude. Thank you. Yeah, I always for... appreciate you. Oh, of course. Yeah, you you're my bestie. Mm. I am. I'm better for being the nerd that asks you to be my friend. Yeah, same. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, friends, you know the drill. Laugh at a fuzzball podcast at gmail.com if you want to send an email. Uh, the Laugh at a Fuzzball's Facebook group. Plug, plug, plug. Join. Jo- add your friends. Become a part of the madness of the fuzzball community. Join over 600 people that are that are sharing stuff, talking about stuff. Uh, hopefully, you have a good holidays. Uh, enjoy Spidey. Don't spoil any of that. No. Uh, what else? Enjoy Hawkeye. Like for real, it's on right now on the Disney Plus. If you have that, it's it's mm. good times. Definitely, 
holiday related and also geeky um and watch any one of those movies if like we mentioned a movie uh and you were like oh man i haven't seen that like i want to see that then seek it out like watch it i'm I'm, like every channel's got like all this stuff some of them are probably even available for free online i'm not telling you to be a pirate yar but you know live your best life um what else uh at wookie ride on twitter and instagram blue is at blue wolf d just the letter d um Mm -hmm. There's uh, anchor.fm slash laugh dash it dash up dash fuzzball is the home of the podcast, but of course it disseminates into however you're listening. And really the long and short is thank you for listening. Thanks for being a part of this. Uh, I, I talked talk to Georgie today on the doc. You don't know him blue, but Georgie, Nico, uh, Skips that I work with that listen to the podcast. Of course, Roman. Roman, we mm-hmm. we adore you, dude. You're yeah. the best. It was so good to see you the other day. Uh, not stuck on the choo-choos at the chooch of main street back to the the chooch of jungle um <clears throat> what else i think i've covered all the things uh, if you want merch laugh or uh tpublic.com slash user slash laugh dash it dash up dash fuzzwall we haven't thrown up any new designs but we have ideas there we could be ideas. stuff coming in the future uh so if you want to support the podcast the easiest way just buy yourself a cool shirt rock it throw the throw them two ducats into my pocket <laughs> <laughs> most of that money goes to t public but it's okay i let them have it because they make it much easier i don't have to buy you know stock and then send it out to you and do some etsy craziness i just it's up there it's available uh they're pretty good quality i i i own more of those shirts than you do i promise <laughs> <laughs> and blue is a couple and danny is a couple like we have more we've supported us more than you have so if you want to join us do that thing i think you can go on anchor and actually donate money to the podcast if you're so inclined you would really just be doing me a favor by jumping on whatever podcast host you're on and dropping a review, especially Apple Podcasts, because uh, they still they they rule the algorithm. So if you throw throw uh, reviews that way, it'll get it'll get out into the zeitgeist and maybe get more people listening to the podcast. But uh, I mean, we'll grow, we'll continue to grow. I'll keep doing it as long as I know people are listening. I'll keep doing it. Yeah, and uh, we'll see what the future holds. There's uh, I have some pie in the sky hopes. I have some episodes that I've been talking about all year that I'm finally going to buckle down and get done January, February time frame. Uh, you, got any, you got anything to finish us off, Blue? What I have are words. Words. Sometimes when you're a child, you get scared of the things that go bump in the night. But what you really should be scared of is that reflection of yours getting older every day. Because being an adult <laughs> is scary business. Tax chimney. Taxes are coming. Wow. Uh, I mean, if, if I was going to make that any worse, it's like simply having wonderful podcast time. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> that song's the worst. It really is. It really is. It's it's right up there with uh, Dominic, the Italian Christmas donkey. Yeah. Or the Italian Spider-Man yeah. movie. Mm. Ooh. Oof. That was uh, bad, too. But, you know, go, go watch one of those movies. If I was going to recommend, watch yourself some Gremlins. Uh, I will forgive you if you pick Die Hard instead. Batman Returns. Uh, we we talked real great about that. Heck, man, if you haven't seen All Dogs Go to Heaven in a while, go back and check that out. Uh, Star Wars Holiday Special. It's much more available. You can check it out. Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Elf Christmas Story. I promise those are on one of your cable networks. Promise it. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe maybe be better than me and rewatch uh, It's a Wonderful Life if you've already seen it. And you'll have seen it two more times than I've seen it at least. <laughs> I, don't, I know how the movie ends just because uh, it's been out so long. People talk mm-hmm. about it. I've listened to podcasts about it. I know what happens in the whole movie. I just never watched it myself. Uh, but, yeah, we appreciate each and every one of you being a part of this journey that is Laugh at a Fuzzballs. And uh, 
I'll let Blue have the final say before I hit stop, because uh, always elevate the people of color in your life. Hell yeah. Is that it? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. Uh, okay. Have a good one. Take care of each other, please. It's crazy out there.